You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's focus on John Gruden's return to Oakland. Take you across the league with a great friend of the program, Amy Trask, former Raider CEO, now a outstanding analyst for CBS Sports. Amy, always a pleasure. Let's start on the path to the draft. I'm sure you enjoyed the combined coverage that wrapped up today. If we're talking about the marquee quarterbacks, and we're all guessing to a degree, but you have an informed opinion, which of the college quarterbacks do you like the most heading to the pros? Boy, um, first of all, thanks for having me. It's always my privilege and pleasure to join you. Uh, You know, I am not put off, as others seem to be, by anything having to do with Baker Mayfield. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm interested in, in the Darnold situation, Josh Allen. I haven't made up my mind, but I do know this. You've got hours and hours and hours of game film. And yes, I know it's not really film anymore, but I still call it game film. So spend more time focusing on the film than on the workouts in Indianapolis. I just, I've never understood, or I guess I understood, I'm just annoyed by, puzzled by the fact that people will look at game film, game tape, game whatever the heck, and then spend so much time and put so much weight on combine drills. And that's all they really are, drills to see these guys are still in shape, probably uh, wanting to make sure these guys are still locked in and focused. But when you look at this draft in many years and even when you were part of the game, you knew that number one spot eight out of ten times was the worst team in the National Football League. Sometimes it can fall that way because you lose a few players, but it may not be a bad organization. But Cincinnati and Cleveland has won that award for, for over some time of being one of the worst uh, teams in many, many years. When you see that, would you take a quarterback and build around him, which we know traditionally that's been the case, or this kid, Saquon Barkley, and maybe grab a quarterback at the fourth spot and build an offensive line around them both? I think that's a tough call, Cordell. I really do because, I mean, let's focus on Cleveland for a minute. Cleveland has to solve that quarterback situation. They've got to solve it. And you're right. You know know best of of us. Um, You've got to have an offensive line. You've got to have a running game. It takes more than just a quarterback to turn something around. If they believe that there is a quarterback there that can solve their problem, then take them. Now, I don't know if that's their analysis, and I do understand the value of that back, but if they believe there's a guy that they can grab right off the bat that's going to put that empty hole, you know, fill the hole, put the issue to rest, take them. If they're not sold on them, you know, take Barkley or think about trading that pick and amassing more. But, but here's the problem. If you're going to amass even more picks than they have, You've got to use them wisely. Guiding with Amy Trask of CBS Sports. Amy, you know John Gruden well from your time together in Oakland. What are your expectations for a second stint with the team starting with this season? Well, I think that, you know, John can solve two issues for the team. Um, Let's look off-field for a moment. The team has, or the organization has, a minimum of one possibly two or more years, left in a marketplace that the team has announced it is abandoning. So you've got those magnificent, magnificent fans who've been filling the Oakland Coliseum for years and years and years, sticking with that team through thick and thin, and they've been told by the organization, basically, bye, girl. Um, See how I dropped that bye, girl, in there? They've been told, we're leaving. 
So what John can do is energize that fan base, keep it enthused and engaged during the team's remaining years in Oakland. The team has also committed to a staggering amount of debt. It really is a breathtaking amount of debt to do that stadium deal in Las Vegas. And John can excite people who are, who are being looked to buy the very, very, very expensive products needed to service that debt for that stadium. So that's off-field. It's a shrewd business move. On-field, I'm less bothered than it seems many people are that he's been out of the game for the number of years he has. There's been all this hue and cry, but, 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 but he hasn't coached in so long. And while that's true, he was evaluating 32 teams every single year in his role as a broadcaster. So he does have that advantage that others who have sat out for a while have not had. Marshawn Lynch, do you think he comes back to be a part of this intense mentality of a John Gruden? I, I don't know, but I hope he does. I mean, look, I'm a Lynch fan going back to his days at Cal. Um, I loved him as a Bear. I've loved him in the NFL. But I think, you know, my impression and my understanding is the team is going to make a strictly economic decision as to whether or not to bring back Lynch. I hope he's back with the team. Um, I just I don't know that they'll do that economically. Amy Trask, CBS Sports, is our guest on the NFL on tune. And Amy, what's your evaluation of Kirk Cousins? We know he's going to get paid. It's so rare that a frontline starting quarterback, I'll avoid elite or premier as the adjective today, frontline starter even gets the free agency. But when a team, be it Minnesota or the Jets or whomever else, pays them all that money, what are they getting in return when they sign Kirk Cousins? You know, fascinating, fascinating question. Kind of almost like you do this for a living as a professional. I've been bluffing you for a long time. You know that, Amy. It's, um, I, I find the whole Cousins thing fascinating. Would he be an improvement for many teams? Yes, he would. Is he a good quarterback? I think he is. Is he, to use the E word, elite? I don't think so. And my sense right now is that someone may overpay him, overpay, of course, being a very, very subjective term. Um, look, he, he's going to have multiple suitors, and there's going to be a sort of race, if you will, to see who can get him. And someone's going to be willing to pay him a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Do I think he's good? Yes. Do I think he's an improvement for a lot of teams? Yes. Do I think he's spectacular? No, I don't. Eh, some on this show think he's special, especially going to Minnesota, giving him all that money. Because I think they need to re-sign Case Keaton for a low, low deal and they well, allow this team to continue to play good football. Because if you give someone like Kirk Cousins that type of money, I think now you end up throwing a monkey wrench, so to speak, into the dollars and cents that will be sitting there allocated for each team every year to be able to keep this young football team around for some time with bringing someone like a Kirk Cousins, giving him, let's just say, in competition with an Alex Smith, 70 million bucks guaranteed. Well, let me ask you something. Look at me. I'm going to interview you now. If you had a choice, of re-signing Case Keenum for X dollars, let's just say X, whatever X is, or signing Kirk Cousins for one and a half X or two X or two and a half X, what would you do? To me, that's an easy answer. I would sign Keenum for X, not Cousins for two X, Mm -hmm. because I'd use that differential on other positions. I agree with you 110 percent. I mean, since I mean, I, I look at it from this standpoint, Amy, and, and, and I think Tom Coughlin did it best down in Jacksonville. 
you know the backlash is going to come. Well, they won a lot of games spite of Blake Bortles. But Blake Bortles in the postseason played some really good football to the point where he had his team sitting there at, tw- at what, winning, what, that game, 20 to 10. And this has been a defense that created, what, 17 turnovers with fumbles, 13 of them were recovered, and they took six of them back to the house. There's no one in the National Football League that I can remember dating all the way back to the 85 Bears team that was capable of creating those many turnovers in the fumble category, recovering them, and right at half to 48% of those balls that are recovered are taken back to the house. So I'm a Case Keenum fan for sure, but I think the chemistry they have is one that you shouldn't break up because allegedly it looks as if a guy who's a middle-of-the-road quarterback and Kirk Cousins can be lucky to get that kind of money. I wouldn't bring him to Minnesota for no reason whatsoever because anything less than an NFC Championship game would be uncivilized, as they say in the Old Spikes commercials. Well, and look, I agree with you on Jacksonville's defense. Absolutely spectacular defense. And what you want out of a quarterback is please just don't mess it up. You know, and I'm, and that's, I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek because, of course, you want more. But if you've got a defense, and look, we all know this, it's math. If your defense can hold opposing offenses to a relatively low number of points, then you're not asking your offense to score a gabillion, that's a technical term, a gabillion points a game. I thought what, oh, and by the way, someone with Jacksonville, and I apologize, I don't remember who it was, but someone with Jacksonville recently said, we didn't do enough to help Blake Bortles. We didn't get him enough help. So, uh, you know, keep him. Get them a little bit more help and keep building that defense. Amy, great information as always. Thanks for being generous with your time once more today on the NFL on TuneIn. I always love joining you, man. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.